Hi, my name is Nick Thompson and I run holisticvet.co.uk. We're based near Bath in England. I'm Dr. Brendan Clark. I'm based at Towerwood Vets in West Yorkshire. And my name's Dr. Connor Brady, the non-vet of the gang from dogsperts.ie. And together we are Raw Pet Medics. <laughs> We need a joke. Two, one. Way! <laughs> Hello, everybody. Uh, oh, you need a joke. Well, the one that's, that struck me, and it's kind of in within the theme of... Uh, Keep it clean of, now. Well, <laughs> well, it wasn't clean. That's why it's within the theme of, of the Raw Pet Medics. Is, is, what would the shortening for guest spot be for tonight? I think it would be G-spot. So I think we'll call it we'll call it the guest spot. <laughs> We're gonna hook him up sideways. So in fact I think it's that way. If I just yeah. sort of like do this. He's gone. <laughs> okay, we're not having more G spots. That's it. Done. Bloody hell. Uh, oh, just oh my god. Uh, Cheers, yeah. everybody. Yes. Cheers. That's actually that's Guys. that's wine. He's blowing on it, but it's yeah. wine. It's definitely wine. He, he that's had right. A very yeah, good go. weekend. Uh, oh yeah. Oh come on. Amazing, Updated, amazing. Nick. Go on, what did you get up to uh, uh last week and uh Okay, uh, yeah, I've got some news. I've absolutely got some news. But just, just to say, just to put things in context, tonight we're, 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 we're delighted and charmed and could not be happier to have Amaya, who is the incoming president for the Raw Feeding Veterinary, Veterinary Society, that august body <laughs> to which we all aspire. And she is going to be the boss from tomorrow evening. So we're, we're, we're really, really pleased. But Amaya, we're just going to ignore you for a minute or two, okay. if that's okay. Yeah, don't worry. Because uh, we, we we've got we've got we've got important things. <laughs> <laughs> so we we went to the to, so so Brendan and listen, I went to the. Don't room. say anything because uh, yeah. you will be back, yeah. Amaya. We're just going to do this for a second. Okay. Yeah. Hey. No, don't say don't say anything rude. Whatever yeah, you do, don't say anything rude. Because we can't rude. hear you. <laughs> So, so Brian and I went to the British Association of Homeopathic Veterinary Surgeons over the weekend. So we had a fantastic uh, weekend and we were, you know, Brendan was working incredibly hard because he was doing all the electronics and all the electronics all went wrong all weekend. Um, and he kept his cool and he was amazing. My news for this week is that I am writing lectures because I am presenting a day's summit on five topics in Istanbul. Ooh. in Turkey on Saturday, flying out on Friday, giving the talk on Saturday to vets and the public. Can't wait. They're a great bunch. And then I'm flying home again on on Sunday. And I was delighted to be able to say that I have offset my miles. I was able to pay a few dollars and offset the 900 kilos of CO2. Yeah, so I was able to do that. I, I feel a little bit better. I don't think it was tons. I think it was about 980 kilo, uh, kilos yeah, of half, CO2. It's half a ton to France and back, and it's about a ton to Turkey and, and, and back around those wow. sorts of areas. There you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. So that, that was it. How about you, Connor? What's, what's a little bit of news from you? 
Oh, before you were speaking about Turkey, there was I have um there was a second I did a you know the way you do product consults with new companies. And I was talking Ooh. to a Turkish guy and lovely fella, and he was starting a new raw dog food company over there. Do you know how many raw dog food companies there are in Turkey? Ten. Uh, and I thought ten raw dog food companies. That's not bad. I mean, yeah. obviously Turkey is way bigger than I thought it was. Uh, when I had a look at it on the map, it is colossal. It's huge. I didn't realize. So um, I didn't actually check out the population, but ten. 10 raw dog food companies. I thought that was pretty impressive. So, um, yeah, so that's you're obviously going into a busy district, Nick. So that's good. Well done for Fantastic. spreading the word. That's going to go yeah, down well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like the really, sound really of that. Good. What about you, Brent? Anything going on? Oh, uh, yeah, well, uh, as Nick was saying, uh, we had the wonderful BAHBS British Association of Homeopathic Veterinary Surgeons conference back down in Eastbourne uh, last weekend. Uh, oh, nice. So that was a great gathering, and uh, we've got uh yeah lots of new stuff from that but something really interesting uh there's a guy down there mark elliott i'll give you a shout out because he keeps getting annoyed on tuesday nights and we keep popping up on his yeah. timeline hi mark um uh and just talking about the level of bird flu and somebody pointed out um you know we were talking about novel proteins last week and you know considerations to have uh with raw food feeding and we touched on game birds and keeping costs low and things like that. Uh, it is in a bit of a crisis over yeah. the next uh, year. You know, there, there are even possibilities of a fallow year, i.e. having to lay off for a full year. Um, wow. And uh, there's going to be some fairly major impacts. So if your dogs and cats are on a poultry or bird protein and you've been sort of stuck to that, because of other issues, I would suggest that you start looking around for some other alternatives as well mm. at this point, because they are probably not only going to be in short supply, but going to shoot up. And I think this is pretty much across Europe. Now, fortunately, if you're elsewhere in the world, you may be lucky, but so much of this is getting carried around the world on migrating birds that actually... Yeah. This is a real pandemic. This is not just yeah. something for the UK. Although it's devastating our wild bird population at the moment. I mean, we're seeing wild birds, you know, dropping out of the skies almost. That's how bad yeah. it is at the moment. Uh, migration's really going to be hitting them hard as well. So, yeah, devastating. Devastating. Yeah. But, guys, think hard. You know, if you are, um, you know, on that one side of things looking at poultry, uh, please do start to spread the net and consider some other proteins. So this would be, uh, we're, I, this is very interesting because a couple of days ago I went up to my chicken dealer and uh, and I said, have you got my, my chicken? And she said, well, I have to move all the chickens indoors. And she doesn't really, she's not really kitted out that way. You know, it's, it's only a thousand birds. And she goes, so she has to move her chickens indoors. Anybody with 10 birds or more is, is getting a, a phone call from the Department of Agriculture. So any outdoor reared poultry is now going to be indoored and that's just the way it has to be done for two weeks, although we've heard that two weeks before. Uh, so, but the, the, she was saying that, um, she was showing me pictures of uh, stories in the newspapers of wild birds turning up in playgrounds and stuff on the coast here in Dublin and Malahide, two wild birds that people wouldn't have seen too many of. You know, they're slightly different looking birds, whether they're gannets or something else. But uh, so, listen, I'm assuming what you're saying, Brent, is to do with outdoor reared birds. Are the, the mega farm internally reared birds affected by this? They are. Absolutely, because they're not doing, you know, the stuff we talked about, fogging for biosecurity and all of that side of things. That's not just 
not happening. It's not on the big players list at the moment. And there, you know, as soon as there is bird flu recognized within the area, they usually ring exterminate birds. So you'll have neighboring farms losing their flocks and being oh, tested no. and this that kind of things. So you will end up with, you know, they've, they've got to try and cull it out, but they've lost it. It's already a pandemic of yeah. epic proportions in the sense that it's absolutely everywhere in the wild bird population. Uh, uh, yeah, there is no realistic way of getting pasture-reared birds at this point in time, I don't think. I think there's just too much risk. Um, and it's gone from being just isolated hotspots through the summertime uh, to literally totally around um, the country, you know, anywhere is is pretty much get them indoors, try and stop them from having access to wild birds and hopefully restrict the spread. But look, and is this is this anything to do with the, 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 corona, the coronavirus uh, that, that affected the humans that jumped into uh, dogs and weasels and all sorts of animals? This didn't jump into birds as well, did it? No, this is the influenza. So this is the HN5... H2N1. H2N1. Yeah, that was, that was the last one, wasn't it? Was it? that not the last one was? H2N1? No, yeah, it's another variant that comes to mind. Yeah, a variant of variant. that. Yeah. N5, it's an influenza. maybe? N5? It's an influenza, not a okay. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Right. That's enough of okay. bad news. We're going to get on with some fun stuff. Before before we introduce Amaya, just scrolling across the bottom, you're going to see patreon.com forward slash raw pet medics. Thanks very much, everybody, as usual, for their donations there. Really helps keep the lights on, and we deeply, deeply appreciate uh, your price of a cup of tea, or even a pint sometimes. Uh, that every month really, really helps. If you can do it, great. If you can't, we totally understand it's going to be a lean winter, so... Uh, um, that's where you'll find us anyway on, on, on Patreon and we try to add content to that as much as we can such as our bit on the side and, and the Carol show. I love you um, yeah that one uh, just so that we uh, H5N1 okay mm-hmm. right okay. <laughs> you know sometimes I get a bit dyslexic in all the excitement yeah uh, so okay. the, yeah so what are we what are we doing tonight we've got a Maya we uh, have a yeah. Maya <laughs> <laughs> Which is most important. Oh, oh, do we have to bring her back? Sorry. Am I, a, am I a great vet? <laughs> oh, am I a not being brought oh, on? We should have a little fanfare. Uh, <laughs> hi, hi again, Am I? Last time we met was in Barcelona. That was great crack. Yeah, it was really good. It was really good. Yeah, I loved your talk. Your talk was so good, Am I? It was so interesting. We're going to get to that. Does somebody, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself, Am I? Where, you, where you're from and what's your, what's your favorite? Bits to do are. Okay, well, um, I'm, I'm just kidding. I, I'm, <laughs> my name is Amaya Fidel, and, and I, what I do is, well, I dedicated my life to cats and music, basically. That's my, my two Cats and music. Mm. So um, I, I'm from Argentina, but I, I've been living in Madrid for nine years, and now I decided that I needed the beach, and I came to Mallorca, uh, so here I am. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah, and I love Mallorca. I'm actually in the middle of the island, but uh, I I can reach all all places at the same time. Yeah, you know, anytime. Yeah, uh, I in, love it. In the mountains, so it's really really good, very calm, and I needed that. So I'm doing. I'm going to start doing music. I'm preparing the London Vet Show, and you know. Hey, Amaya, would it be okay if about 350 RPM devotees and us turned up at your place next weekend? 
Would that be okay? Anytime you Just... want. Anytime you want. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, guys, you heard it. You heard it here. Get that, get that twister mat out. Let me tell you something. Let's wait until I get the, my own flat because I rented a room to find a better place to live in. So once I get yeah, there, okay, we, won't we all can stay party in your room. all night if you want. I don't care. There's so, a beautiful beach in uh, in Mallorca called uh, Lombardy. Have you been there yet? No, uh, no, not that one. Awesome. Amazing. I haven't been to that one. I, it's just below. It's Caladores there. Caligos below. Oh, I've been to Caladores. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the the this Lombardy is it's these huge cliffs along the outside of it, and it's just this beautiful turquoise water. And you can just when you stand on top of the cliffs, you can look down, you can see the bottom and the fish swimming around, oh, and you can jump down in. Oh, it's oh, it's beautiful. It's such a. I've been there three times. I just absolutely adore it. But uh, I'm, anyway. I'm actually thinking that all these people are are not coming to visit me. You know, I, I'm just... Yeah, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> briefly, briefly, to leave their, to leave their bags in. I'm good. Okay, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, I know, I feel the love. I feel the love, guys. <laughs> what, mu- what, what, music, uh, what music do you do you play, Amaya? What sort of music are you into? Uh, well, m- mostly I do country and folk music. Um, right. I have my, my own songs and I have, uh, I do Dolly Parton, John Baez and Janis Joplin kind of music. Ah, oh yeah. wow! Can you give us a little master. blast of "Stand By Your Man"? Uh, Nick, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Nick, give her a break. But, give yeah, her a break. I, I, she, I don't know. She, she's packed her instruments. That's what it is. <laughs> we will. We will share. Have you got anything up online, Amaya, that we can share? Have you got? Uh, a, did yeah. you ever put anything, uh, anything I up? Do up have yeah. A Spotify channel. Oh yeah. yeah! Oh lovely. Yeah, yeah. Well, let us share. Uh, let us share that afterwards, okay. so people uh, can have a listen, I don't know. so they can hear who's leading them. I can send. Uh, well, if you look, we'll do it later. We can yeah, do it after can, the show. Yeah, okay. We can do it after the show. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> and so, what's this? Have you got? I've got a handle for Spotify. Uh, well, actually, my um, it's a, it's through Rego Music because they they you know they distribute the music. I just give the songs to them. They approve it and they just put it there. Uh, I don't deal with Spotify because you have to pay if you're just trying to get their your song there. Yeah. Yeah. So how do people find you, Amaya? How do people find you on Spotify? I'm gonna I'm gonna share it now. Okay. Okay. Great. Okay. Cool. Nice one. That's cool. Okay. So so what's your day job, Amaya? What do you do when you're not singing away? Well, I I wish I would sing every day, you know, and that's not that's mm. not an easy an easy job to have. Uh, but during the day, um, I work with cats and I deal with cats. Uh, this, uh, you know, cats are complicated, cats are hard, whatever those things. Um, so my job is uh, basically most of the time I have to support people <laughs> to get through yeah. uh, something with their cats, you know. Um, so. And if they have a behavioral issue, uh, there's always something related to nutrition and vice versa. So um, I usually have to address those. So the way I, I decided to do it is to have a consultation and then uh, a support kind of um, messaging or whatever you need during the month. So that's kind of my service. It's not just a consultation because, you know, cats are cats. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we need to understand them a little better. Yeah. No animal can be fixed in one single meeting. I mean, the poor conventional vets that are doing 10 minute, 15 minute uh, glances at your health, I mean, or human doctors. I mean, that's impossible for that poor doctor 
they'd be, imagine how difficult it would be to. So I mean, I, I totally understand what the follow. Um, is there any such thing as cat trainers? Do people call cat trainers, or are are you trying to fulfill a role to balance all the bits and pieces? I mean, do you see a mental health issue with the cat as opposed to a physical issue? And you know, do you find yourself doing training with the person? Uh, is is that what do you find yourself in that realm, or is there actually cat trainers? And you know, I've never heard of a cat trainer. Well, no, it's not. I don't think the word trainer. They use therapist. Uh, you know, cat therapist. That's the the most common word. But the thing yeah. for me is that if you want to address the cat behavior, you have to address the human behavior because cats don't don't go outside usually, at least here in Spain. Um. So. You know, they, they are always in relation with that human, with that environment. There are four walls all the time. So you don't get the, they don't get the chance to go outside and, and release that energy like dogs might have. Mm. And once okay. the human changes their routine, the cats always have an improvement in their behavior. And this can be, um, actually, I'm doing a, a, you know, my own research with my clients about uh, how transition is affected. Uh, because of this, because um, the cats don't feel safe where they are eating, or maybe the, the, the energy that the person has, you know, the human has, um, can affect the way the cat is eating or not eating this new food or this neophobia that cats uh, have. I think the neophobia comes mainly because humans. It's not about... Give me an example. Give me an example of how that, how that, uh, how you can kind of set the wrong tone for the cat. Give me an example uh, of that. Okay, for example, people live in a rush. That's the easiest one. People live in a rush, so they just feed the cat and, and run away, and you know they they move around the house really fast, and they don't realize that the cat. Maybe you put the the food bowl into the in the hallway, and you walk around the house all the time, and you don't you're not paying attention to what the cat is doing or if he feels safe or, or not. So uh, the cat won't eat that food, maybe. Oh, another ah, yeah. another example could be that you are staying, staring and waiting for the cat to eat something. Like, oh, come on, just eat it, eat it. Eat it. Yeah, so you're yeah. pressuring the cat, and the cat is like, what the hell? What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then you have this particular client that, well, I, I love them because I, I do have patience. Um is that they they are trump they have trauma themselves with with nutrition. So when you're telling them that, for example, uh, you have um, I don't know change the routine or maybe add a different food before they try it, they are already saying I cannot do that. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it's like okay, let's work with you first, and then we can talk about the cat. <laughs> And, yeah. and Amaya, Amaya, what's the most common thing that you come across in your work as a, as a cat specialist, as a vet, as a nutritionist? What's the most common one or two situations that you, that you see? Well, there are two different situations. One is uh, behavioral, it's aggressive and, um, uh, and being outside the litter box. That's uh, the, like the biggest. And then from the health perspective, uh, it's kidney disease and IBD. That's like okay. every day, every single day. Okay. Well, I've got some top tips, top tips for the, uh, the aggressive and top tips for the, the, the kidney and IBD. Just people like having something okay. to um, grip onto. About, I've got uh, a top tip while she's thinking. <laughs> okay. Okay, go on then. Watch Feline Fridays. 
you know, oh, yeah. and then yeah. you'll get some of the tops. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's for the kidney. That, thank you, Brendan. That's for the kidney. Yeah, there's a lot of tips there. Um, but about aggressive. Is that every Friday? Yeah. I have to just say, is it every Friday that you do it, or is it one one Friday a month? Just for those who don't you know. You can tell how much she actually pays attention. Yeah, to I can see that. Really I knew the answer. I knew the answer to that. Uh, I knew the answer uh, to that. Uh, oh my god. <laughs> okay, so once a, a month. Once a month. And when do you do it? I'm just trying to plug your, the, okay. your, your spot. Uh, we are having so, one this Friday, right? This Friday. Yeah. Okay, great. There you go. You see. Yeah. Yeah. On kidneys. That's marketing team. That's good. It's, it's <laughs> thyroid. Thyroid. This thyroid. Friday. Ah, hyperthyroid. Thyroid. Okay. Um, and so go on. Go on. Your, your tips. Kidney disease. Tell us about the yeah. kid, tips for kidney disease and IBD. And why do cats suffer so much kidney disease? Uh, why would Mother Nature build them like that? Food mainly is the problem, and uh, yeah, uh, I mean, there are many reasons, but I, I haven't found many behavioral issues uh, related to uh, kidney disease. So mostly it's uh, it's due to metabolism issues or something, you know, the digestive issues, or maybe gingivitis, okay. or you know, there are many things that can cause inflammation to the to the to the kidney. But one of the things that I find most uh, uh, often is that the diagnosis is really, really bad. <laughs> uh, okay. I get um, I get blood tests that you know they weren't uh, fast. The cats were just treated. So they yeah. tell you, oh, the urea levels are high. Yeah. And then you get. Uh, they never ask for what they are eating. They just look at the creatinine levels, and that's it. They forget about urine. Uh, they forget about uh, ultrasound. They forget about everything. So they don't make a, an, a good assessment for the kidney. Uh, and they just tell you to start with uh, with this uh, kibble, the, the kidney support or whatever. And the thing is that they try that, and the cat won't eat it. The cat's smart and won't eat it. So uh, then they call you because, oh, I need to change the food, and I don't know what to do. So uh, then I have to start over and do the whole, whole diagnosis again, and then uh, we start trying to to make sure that they will eat this new food. So it's it's kind of a challenge for that. Um, and yes, and, and I use different therapies depending on which cat it is. Uh, and and mostly I don't look only the kidney because uh, for me the digestive system is kind of the the control uh, center for everything else. Totally. So yeah. um, most of the time I find that the cats are constipated, they vomit a lot. So if you don't help with that, you, the transition is going to be even harder. Um, so I look into that, I look into symptoms and try to work with that. And, and what, what sort of food do you end up on, Maya? Where do you go to? What's your go-to type of food? Are we talking about a product? Are we talking about DIY? Are we talking about fresh? What sort of food you cooked? What what do you move cats to? What do you gravitate to to fix these cats? I rather I, I usually go to raw if I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I avoid I avoid to use uh, canned food if I can. If, or, um, I don't like canned food if if they are having kidney issues or thyroid issues or uh, or even some digestive issues. Uh, sometimes I don't have a choice, but if I do, I try to go for DIY or maybe a product. Um, and I try to switch to raw. And once they are into raw, maybe I adjust 
and, and adjusted to kidney if necessary. But um, my main goal, I always tell people that don't start with a, a whole bunch of supplements because your cat is transitioning to something new. So what damage you, what are you going to do in, in, in a period of time without that supplement, supplementation that well, they might need? Um, but if they don't eat the food, they need to eat the food first, and then we can add and make adjustments, right? So I try to go... So, Amaya, Amaya what, what does your ideal raw food diet look like? Can you, can you just take us through that? Ideal? Hmm. Hmm. That, uh, yeah. for, 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 a, for, a, for a healthy cat. Yeah. And then you can say how you tweak that for IBD, maybe how you tweak it for kidney. Okay. If, that's a, if I can ask you three questions at once. So maybe ideal, I need a reminder and then later, just, but yeah. <laughs> no worries, we can do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. So your ideal. Ideal, healthy cat, ideal. Uh, ideal would be to the cats eat mice and pigeons and birds you know that, that would be the ideal thing Ooh, uh wowzers yeah the thing is that most people don't like it even i don't like it <laughs> it's kind of disgusting <laughs> yeah. i've been uh, uh somebody um I, I think she's a supporter for rfbs and she sent me a video of her uh cattery and all the the small kittens eating uh the the pigeons that are left behind, you know, in the process, uh, poultry process. And, uh, yeah. and, the, and the mother of the cat just took one, just put it over uh, on the bed. And the cat, six, six weeks old, they were <laughs> eating like oh, that. It was so amazing to watch. That, that's tough. Yeah, but it was so yeah. At the beginning, I was like, what is that? Oh, my God. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they're yeah. cats. They're cats. Remember that. They're cats. Um, yeah. So uh, that that would be the ideal diet. So when when you try to fix that, uh, I don't usually go only to poultry because people have this idea that poultry or fish are the most common things for cats. And and what I tell people is, have you seen a cat swimming to fish fishing? Yeah. You now go fishing. Yeah. And um, and then the poultry. I, have you seen chickens? I mean, big chickens uh, with cats. There are videos that are very fun and. You know, the chickens win. <laughs> they yeah, cannot. That's interesting. So I don't see that's a, interesting. I don't see a cat actually feeding a, a chicken. <laughs> wow, uh, no way. I'm surprised. I, I, I have seen what chickens can eat. I mean, you know, they will take full rats in, you know, I've and, seen a video and of take that. them down. It's just like, oh, I've seen oh a my video God, that. you know, they yeah. are just, oh, yep. they are Listen, little yeah. raptors just, yeah. you know, with feathers on. And shrunk over millions of years. Yeah, They're like oh, they really are. I, I saw a video of a chicken being attacked by a rat, and then all the other chickens came in and ate the rat. And it was just, uh, wow. it was pretty. And they're so noisy and flappy when they're doing it. Like I'd be terrified to be attacked by a chicken. And, and actually, I remember I was attacked with cats. I, I yeah. see a cat attacking one chicken, and then like three or four came up. And the, and the cat was yeah. okay, to sleep. <laughs> okay, all right, lads, all right, relax. I was just having a nibble. Does the does the cat does the cat eat the entire? What part? Like I see a dog as kind of a whole prey eater. Okay, I don't know about a pigeon. They'd probably leave a good bit of that there. I imagine a lot of feathers on that. But like, what does a cat eat of a rat? Say, do cats eat the whole animal? They, I, I, I see a lot of waste when a cat is eating. What, uh, what do they eat? Well, uh, I had, uh, well, I actually experience what the cat eats because I uh, my first job it was a kind of a rural rural practice 
you know, so they sold seeds and other things, so rats were a common thing, and we had, like, two cats that ate everything around the rats, and, yeah. and um, I saw that, you know, they, let, they leave the tail, and sometimes the head, but sometimes they eat it all. It depends wow, on the okay. size of the and, and how hungry they are because they 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 had access to other foods. So if they okay. weren't hungry, they would just leave the the nasty bits. I think the tail. Yeah, yeah. But they eat the whole thing. I just, mean, the the fur and everything. That's cool. So how do you how do you tweak this 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 diet that you make? So if we can't go full. Prey model is what they would be the term they'd use for what you described mm-hmm. as in chicks and uh, mice and rats and and uh, whatever. What's what's your next? What's the next level down? How do you recommend for the average uh, cat what, what they eat? Well, whatever. I mean, this this is whatever you can feed them <laughs> because yeah. Um, for example, I have one cat that actually likes the prey model, and the other one is like, "What do you expect me to do with this?" Like. I'm not eating this. Yeah. So uh, for those, it's a very grounded meat with bones and everything. And uh, usually I try to do the ratio thing. That's uh, for healthy cats. I, I tend to go to ratios and, and, and that's it. And, and variety, a lot of variety because you, you won't get from poultry or, or um, uh, what other turkey or, or quail. You don't get enough anything. So I try to get variety, and most of the time, I uh, even because in my experience, uh, I taurine is something that I always have to put. Taurine is uh, is an, the supplement, and it's a supplement that is uh, easy to administer. It's not a it's not difficult. The cats accept taurine, and and then if I have to use another one, I would say brewer's yeast to. As a taste enhancer, um, ah. yeah, that would be my favorite. And then the difficulty sometimes I find is uh, to add omega threes because some cats don't like oils or even if it's fish oil. Um, uh, I found a new uh, kind of fish oil uh, creel creel uh, that comes like dry creel, and yeah. I need to find uh, I need to call this as. Um, the producer to see if I can have some and try that because yeah. that would be easier. Um, so uh, that's that's the the biggest things I use. Um, but it depends. I try to not to put any uh, carbonate, uh, calcium carbonate, uh, anywhere if, if I can. If I if they have enough bone, that's okay. That for me, that's okay. Um, what sort of bone? What sort of bone can a cat eat? Well, I would say chicken wings. Uh, that's uh, a quail, for example. That's the most common one. Uh, I've tried with a little bigger bones like chicken necks or turkey necks, and they're kind of big. You know, I have to cut them a little bit in small pieces to get some biting. Uh, so chicken wings would be my favorite. For that. Okay, so for me, the million-dollar question is transition. Yeah. Okay? Everybody. everybody wants, everybody who's on here would want their cat to eat raw. Uh-huh. And and if and before you see the light, they're on kitty cat or you know whatever it might be or kibble or or what have you. How do you take cat from the dark side into the light? <laughs> okay, um, the first thing that is going to surprise you because if you want to uh, look into transition, we have a whole feline Friday for that. 
But um, the thing is that what, what, I, what I look into is behavior. That's the main thing I look. So the first thing you, you have to do is take a look on the, your cat's routine. What, what does it do? How does he approach food? What is the, uh, how they, um, do, do they smell the food a lot? Do they go around the food uh, before eating? Do they uh, like the food in a certain place? Do they have to ask for their food? Because you know, I just had a, a conversation with the one you sent me, Nick, uh, the one from India. She said that her cat, for example, uh, scream at her at 7 uh, p.m. And I said, the cat is asking for the food and that shouldn't happen. You know, it's like they, they are demanding the food. So that means that they always eat with a lot of, uh, with a lot of hunger. And that's not good in a routine in an indoor cat. So um, you have different you have different um, ways to to find out what what does your cat do? Is is it you know they if you if you pet them do they bite you instantly or do they you know they are, they really like to be petted? Do they anxiously you know stay up here to your face and they don't allow you to sleep? All those details can tell you how they eat and how you can start thinking into transition. Ooh, That's what I'm investigating now. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's very big. Very and is big. there a pattern is there a pattern to that sort of behavior? Like so like a cat that doesn't you see these videos like of, you know, I remember one recently of a sixteen year old girl and the videos the title was My Cat Hates Me and it's a it's a minute video of a cat just attacking her and it's kind of funny. You know, it's yeah. fifty different sixty different now I'm sure if cat behaviorists were looking at that, they go, "That's a, that's an unhappy cat," and all the rest. But for someone that doesn't know jack about cats, it's funny to see this person getting attacked by a cat. So what is it that is it is that that some cats just don't want to be touched, or is there something is there an issue going on because most cats would tolerate a bit of touch if it was okay. Like a, a dog might have a bad back, he doesn't want to be touched, you know. So what is it about that cat that he does that, or are just all cats different? Uh, well, all cats are different, and all cats have this. Uh this different sort of sensitivity in their skin, so that's one of the things you should consider. Is the is the way if you if you play with uh, with a cat with your hands or you become an unpredictable person. Uh, cats need to be need to understand that you are predictable. Where how you you put your hand, where you put your hand, or how you approach the cat. Uh, for example, my cat that is sleeping right down here. Uh, he's, he has hypersthesia, and so uh, I always have to be at the same level with him. I have to talk to the to him before touching him. So uh, what 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 is that for the listeners and me? <laughs> it's a wrinkly <laughs> skin syndrome. It's kind of a high sensitivity to pain in their skin, and and the the skin moves oh, alone. Oh no! Yeah. So he thinks they're so sensitive they just hyper respond. So you just can just. Oh. Faintly touch them and they might jump out of their skin. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, and they and they think they are being attacked. My cat also thinks, you know, hallucinate in a way that he's being attacked. Uh, so sometimes he's still, he's sitting, and all his skin starts to move like that. Yeah, and and he gets nervous, like what's going on? He doesn't understand. So if you pet him, he was an aggressive cat in a way because of that. That's one of the things. Yeah. That's really interesting because uh, there was one of the presentations, and I think it was a presentation by uh, Tim Cousins. He was talking about uh, 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 mushrooms and um, 
slightly off off the off the wall remedies, and one of the remedies he said, and I think it was a mushroom, because of this hyperesthesia, you know, just reacting to to the world, and he was saying that it's a very good remedy for hyperesthesia. So I think it's probably a great idea to have a little chat with Brendan. Mm-hmm. On Friday, perhaps okay. about hyperesthesia. Yeah, we we could add it to the it's list. It's not a great idea. Yeah, I mean, evolutionarily, <laughs> you can't jump out of your skin. Yeah. Do dogs do dogs suffer this, or is this a or is this a cat more more? Yeah, cat they do. Okay. I've I've seen it. I've seen dogs with it, and there's but uh, certainly uh, some border terriers as well. Um, and you can even get like uh, um, dyskinesias as well that can occur. Uh, in a similar way, so yeah, later. it's relatively rare in dogs, though, and whereas with cats, I think it's relatively yeah. common. It is. That's, that's interesting. Um, is it is is it true, Amaya, that uh, all ginger cats are males or possibly females, and why is that? Uh, well, that's a kind of a genetic thing. Um, I I don't really know the the really bitty thing, but the thing is that. Uh, for example, the tortoise, uh, they have this uh, genetic kind of, uh, how do I say yeah, that in English? Shell, I don't know how to say it. Tortoise shell, tortoise shell it's, cats it's, are female. Yeah, it's, it's a female. sex link. Ah. The colour gene is sex linked. So therefore, ah. in order for them to be tortoise shell, they have to be female. Exactly. Unless okay. they, are, yeah. unless they have a genetic that. fault with an extra chromosome. Uh, and that's yeah. very rare. And, and it's a sterile. Trans, it, trans cats. It's a, yeah, okay. and it's a sterile male in that case. Yeah. And then the, the uh, ginger most, have... Most gingers... Sorry. Yeah, no, the ginger is, is uh, the male, so it's mo- mostly male. But the, the thing is that, that you can find uh, ginger females as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Amaya, um, there, there, are, there are so many very subtle differences between dogs and cats. Uh, and yet they are so 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 different. Yeah, they're subtle, and yet they're so enormous differences. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, it, just in the last couple of minutes, is there anything that you'd really like to highlight to people who have cats, or perhaps people who are or, or, or are thinking about getting cats from a nutrition or a behavioural point of view? Okay, there are some tips that I, I always like to give. Is the first one: uh, don't get a cat. Uh, with your mind <laughs> is, for example, people say, "Oh, I want a kitty just so I can do, uh, you know, educate." No, you're gonna be a terrible mother. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> just, just, please don't do that. It's best to to actually, if you're if you know how, uh, you know, very, very experienced uh, with cats and stuff. Well, you can try with a kitten, but the kitten needs to be all the time near you. It's like you have to have it all the time near a. A blood vessel around so they can feel your heartbeat and they have to be there with you 24 7 so can you do that wow i can't so <laughs> maybe some some people can and uh, and i won't i wouldn't have a kitten uh if i can so i would adopt uh, always uh, a doll cat i will try to do that first because uh you see what you get and then you can retrain you can you can teach them to do new things like for example, my cat who's now sleeping, he's he doesn't bite. He's really nice, uh, but he started with me like really nobody liked him, <laughs> nobody wanted him. Is a black cat and aggressive, you know. Um, and then uh, about food is of course just you know they're carnivores. They should be eating uh, meat 
always. There's no excuse for people. Actually, people for cats shouldn't exist. Um, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Maybe you. I don't know. You can try DIY. You can cook it. You can do whatever you want. Just give him protein, and that's it. Um, and then, if you have a cat with aggressive uh, behavior, make sure to go to therapy. That's one of the things that uh, I always want to highlight because it seems like it's nothing, but you're going to have this fear inside that you're always going to react, and this is going to provoke and and you know and and increase the the behavior, the aggressive behavior. So you need to someone to help you address that. Um, so, so Amaya, you're saying if your cat has problems, you personally should go to therapy. If you if you've been attacked by a cat, yes, you should. Ah, yeah. Okay, okay, that's amazing. I'm going to stop you there. I'm just going to say, how, uh, how can people get in touch with you? This is this is fantastic. Okay. How can they get in touch? Uh, well, they can get in touch by well, aspelvet.net is my website. Then uh, you can my English. Instagram is silver for cats or silver.cats, whatever is the Spanish one. And, and then my email is info at silver.net. So you can write. That's Felvet. F-E-L-V-E-T. Like yeah. Yeah, Eli. Exactly. <laughs> I, love your, okay. I love your logo. It's so simple. The little cat tail hanging off the V, is it? It's yes. just, it's, I was looking for your number earlier on from Barcelona to talk to you about Pete. And I was looking through it and I saw your logo and I thought, oh, I really like well, that. It's so simple. it's my guitarist. It's, it's, it's your what? It's a, the, the designer of the logo is the guitarist. Oh, okay. You will hear oh, you don't the, yeah, that plays the guitar. Oh, guitarist. Yeah. Okay. 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 I love it. As we, as we, us three struggle with a new logo, uh, I, I, we do appreciate a good one. Uh, Maya, would you hang around for 10 more minutes um, uh, uh, just so we can do this bit on the side that we do for, for Patreon? Yeah. Guys, are you okay to do that? I'd love to. Ch- I'd love to chat a bit about your talk that you did in Barcelona and about the and, Paris. And also the future of RFBS. And there's a. Oh yeah. Just share oh, the yeah. Facebook group there, which is RFBS. You'll see Amaya on that. And we're going to talk a bit more about okay. that on the bit on the side, uh, so you guys can join us over on Patreon. So I'm uh, going to say good night. Going to say a, a thousand thanks to Amaya. This is fascinating. Good luck with your tenure with the Royal Feeding Veterinary Society. You're going to be a great that. president. Yeah. Uh, you're going to bring a lot of. You can bring a lot of light and a lot of joy to Royal Feeding Veterinary Society. And so we want to really, really thank you for that. But we're going to just jump over onto Patreon so that we can pick your brains a little further and sure. hear you singing. <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, you have to be. Talk Love to you all it. next week. Okay. <laughs> See you later. Okay, Cheers. talk to you all next week. See Love ya. Bye-bye. Ciao. <laughs> Blind, 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 blind.